Welcome to the Mindset Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Colleen, entrepreneur, life, and mindset coach. I'm on a mission to help people dream bigger and live freer, and that all starts with your mindset. I'm all about keeping things raw, simple, and straightforward. So if you're looking for some no-nonsense advice on how to expand your mind and unleash your highest self, then let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. I don't even know what that accent was. I don't know what I was doing there. (laughs) But hello, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy to have you back for another episode. A really good one at that. I mean, they are all good, aren't they? No, there's definitely ones that are better than others. But I'm excited about this topic because we're talking about purpose. We're talking about finding yours and we're talking about fulfillment, which are topics that have actually been coming up in my one-on-one client calls so frequently lately. And with one-on-one calls, it's kind of hit or miss when all the topics align because everyone's at a different point in their journey. Everyone has different like things going on in their lives that we cover. But yesterday alone, I had five one-on-one calls And out of those five, three or four of them touched the topic that we're talking about today, which is how do you find your purpose? Really blunt and straightforward, right? (laughs) And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to just dive into that a little bit more. We're going to talk about some myths that we have around purpose that are actually keeping us from finding our purpose. And then we're going to talk about the how-to, like how do we do this? And I'll tell you a little bit more about my own life story in doing this. And I'll also share maybe some examples from my clients, my current one-on-one clients. So it's going to be a good episode. There's going to be a lot to cover, but I think it's something that a lot of us are kind of searching for, especially when you feel that void-like feeling, when you've been like kind of feeling like you are holding yourself back or you're missing something or there's something out there that you need. I find that a lot of people like a lot of people usually attribute that feeling to lack of fulfillment. And I agree. I do think that's a huge reason that a lot of us feel that void. We don't feel fulfilled in our life or free to be ourself like we were talking about in last week's episode about feeling trapped. And so this episode is going to cover kind of a little bit more about, okay, what can you do about that then? Like what are the next steps? So if this is something you've been looking for, finding freedom and fulfillment and purpose in your life, then this is a very good episode for you to tune into. So let's jump right into these myths. And there's really only two that I want to cover today. The first one is one that I struggled with so, so much. And that is that your purpose is given to you. It's one of those things that there's only one of them and you have to find it. It already exists. It's just a matter of you finding it. And I think that that kind of, look at purpose where you think that your purpose is something that's already there and you're searching for it can be really difficult because it creates almost an obsession with what your purpose is. And I know for me, because at the time I was really experiencing that void-like feeling, I almost was looking to my purpose to fill that void, to kind of fix the feeling that I couldn't describe. And I thought that once I found it, everything would kind of check off. It would be better. I would feel better. And in reality, 
when I was so fixated on finding my purpose, I was missing a lot of the clues that could have led me to feeling better and finding true purpose right away. And I'll explain that more when we go through like my kind of version or how I kind of see finding your purpose. And that'll make a little bit more sense. The second myth though, before we go into that, is that we think that we have to be naturally gifted at our purpose. And this one also really messed me up because when you think that right off the bat, you have to be naturally good at whatever it is, you're going to shut down a lot of things really fast because naturally good is different for every single person. And what I've often found with a lot of people who have found something very purposeful in their life and they pursue it and it becomes like a really huge part of their life is that when they find it, it takes a lot of work. Like they're not always good at it right away. What I do usually see is that they do have like kind of a natural almost draw to work on that thing. So it doesn't mean that they're naturally gifted at it. It just means that they're naturally drawn to it. And that natural draw allows them to put the work in to get better at it. And that's really important because if you're always looking for this one thing to fall out of the sky and be your purpose or find this one thing and that's what it is, and you have to be really good at that one thing right from the start, you're putting up a lot of blocks and barriers onto things that actually might be so purposeful and fulfilling for you. And I did that for a long time. And at the end of the day, the two things that I want you to remember is that you get to decide and create your purpose. And your purpose is probably not going to be something you're good at right away. It's probably going to be something that feels very natural and flowy and something that you're drawn to. That's the difference. So you don't have to be, you know, the next Van Gogh the first time you pick up a paintbrush. You just have to enjoy painting and enjoy learning how to paint enough where you're going to go to it effortlessly. And that doesn't mean there's not going to be doubt or times where the work feels hard. It doesn't mean that every time you do something, it's not going to be like amazing. You know what I mean? sometimes like obviously you're gonna you're a human you're gonna not want to work you're gonna get frustrated you're gonna go through doubt you're gonna go on cycles but it's a very different feeling to be naturally drawn to your work than always to be resisting doing the work so remember that when it comes to looking at some of the things when it comes to purpose when it comes to what we're talking about next it's that you're the creator And you're going to have to put the work in. You might be naturally drawn to it, but it's still going to require work. All right. So now let's get into the meat of this episode, which is how do you find your purpose? And I'm going to preface this with, I don't know if purpose, like one purpose again is the right term. And you'll see why in a second, but I almost am going to like just say, how do you find purpose? Not your purpose. How do you just find purpose? And I'll explain that a little bit more right now, because when it comes to finding purpose, for me, finding purpose was not one grandiose thing. And it kind of happened by accident at first, 
where at one time when I was really, really unhappy in my corporate job, and I, I go into that story in other episodes, so you can always go and listen to them to learn a little bit more, but there was a time where I was really unhappy in my corporate job. I was really unhappy in my body. I was in a pretty bad relationship with food and exercise and myself and just about everyone else around me, and it was not a good situation. And outwardly, I looked fine, but inwardly, I was not okay. And I went through kind of like a healing journey when it come when it came to this. And through that healing journey, part of what I really started to hone in on was what do I want to do? What would be more fun for me? What would bring me more joy? And I mean this in the littlest sense. It was what nudges do I have right now? that I feel comfortable following and maybe they feel a little bit out of my comfort zone but I'm going to trust and I'm going to follow them and just see what's going to happen and so at first this was super small it looked like me being drawn to the Enneagram which is a huge part of my healing journey and I don't know if I've actually talked about that on the podcast yet I've talked about it on other people's podcasts but maybe not this one and when I found the Enneagram, it was one of these weird things where I was just trying to get myself not to run every morning. Like I was almost like addicted to it. And if I didn't run in the morning, I had a really hard time getting through my day without having an emotional breakdown at work. Yeah, bad, right? Um, But as I was going through that portion of my life and I knew that at the end of the day, I just needed to stop doing, like I need to stop running in the mornings. I kind of replaced it with something that I was just naturally enjoying and that was the Enneagram for me and I let myself read it and then I started to kind of do other things so the next thing that I remember really distinctly was guitar like I had always really wanted to play guitar I was not good at it I was 20 something like 20 something years old I was not going to become like a amazing musician at this point like this was purely a hobby and logically it didn't really make sense for me to want to pick it up because I had tried so many times and just kind of got bored or it was like it hurt my fingers so I didn't keep going and so I just like let myself basically learn guitar and I gave myself permission to spend like 10 to 20 minutes a day on it for a couple of weeks and oftentimes those 10 to 20 minutes turned into more time because I was just enjoying playing guitar and It was a really great experience for me because, yes, eventually I learned how to play the guitar pretty well for myself, for where I was coming from, and much better than anything I'd ever done before. But the real kind of benefit in that was that as I was like kind of playing it and learning how to play it, I was honoring my just pure desire to play the guitar for absolutely no reason. There was no logic and no sense to it. I just wanted to play it. And so I sat there and I did it and I gave myself permission to want that desire and I gave myself permission to follow through on it. And then I did. And at the time, I didn't think this meant that much. I was more one of those things where it was like, yeah, I'm going to do this now. Like I'm trying to kind of, you know, lean out of this exercise thing and this is one way that I want to do it. This is something I like to put my time into and I enjoy it, even though it hurts, even though it's painful, even though I suck at it. Over time, these kind of nudges towards things that I just wanted to do, but maybe didn't make any sense, got a little bit bigger. So there were 
quite a few that were more in the kind of like guitar realm, you know what I mean? Like just things that I felt drawn to that I let myself pursue for a little bit for however long it felt right. But then there was kind of a bigger nudge, I would say, to move from DC to Denver, Colorado, a city I had never been to. And at the time didn't know anyone there. And that one was kind of like the first real leap for me. Cause I was like, huh, there's this weird feeling and I wouldn't have been able to identify it if I hadn't kind of followed the nudges to play guitar or, you know, to read the Enneagram. Like those baby nudges were really important because I kind of started to understand the feeling that came up in my body when I just genuinely wanted to do something. And so this feeling came up again really randomly one day over the summer. And it was just like, I think I need to move. I'm going to move to Denver, Colorado. And yes, it sounded crazy to a lot of the people around me. It wasn't the most wild thing because I have lived in quite a few cities in the U.S. I've lived in the South. I've lived on the East Coast. I've lived in the Midwest. And so it wasn't like the most crazy thing, but it was a pretty big step for me because it came out of the blue and it was just something I hadn't done before. And so I followed that nudge as well, kind of trusting it would all work out. And it very much did. And so that was kind of like a bigger leap that I took. And then the next nudge that I followed was to quit my corporate job, which at the time to kind of like round out the story, I had gotten in a really good place with my corporate job. I had really kind of honed in on healing myself and figuring out what was going on inside me, why I was being so triggered left and right. And by the time I left my corporate job, I wouldn't say it was like the thing that I knew I was going to do for the rest of my life, but I didn't think I was going to be leaving as soon as I did because I was on a good project doing cool work with a good team, like very reasonable hours, good salary, like nothing was really wrong with it. And at this point we were fully remote because of COVID with no chance of going back. And so really everything that I had wanted was kind of in check and I could definitely have rid like rode that out for a long time. But I woke up one morning, it was around the holidays and I was staying at my parents' house And I woke up and I just knew that I needed to quit my job. I was on a break because I was like using the rest of my time off. And it just was very clear to me. It was that same kind of nudge feeling of it's time, just do it. And you can't really describe the feeling because it was a feeling that's very unique to everyone else. And it's a feeling that I never would have identified if I hadn't have followed those little nudges for the last year, year or so before that. And so that nudge that it's time to leave your corporate job was a big one. And I followed through. Like the next day that I went back to work after the holidays, I put my two weeks in, I left. And at the time, now I won't say it was totally rash. Like I definitely looked at my savings. I was like, how long can I live off of that? What's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario was that I came back to that job and I just reapplied. My manager liked me. Like he would have taken me back. He said that when I left, like, or I would have found another job. Like I know that I'm qualified to do that. And so leaving my corporate job without a real backup plan, that was a big nudge. Like that's a big nudge for anyone. And it's one that I see a lot of people, even in my personal life right now, struggling with, but it was just so clear to me and it didn't make sense. And it definitely worried a lot of the, like my parents and people around me, but it just, I, I knew the feeling. I knew I had to trust it, even if it wasn't logical. 
And then the nudges basically just kept getting bigger. The nudges were meeting my fiance was a big one because um, there was a lot of stuff with relationships that I needed to work through. And so trusting that it was the right person, the right leap, even though the situation didn't make sense. It was starting my coaching business. And now a lot of my nudges look a little bit more like, okay, investments in the direction of my business. But sometimes they look different. Sometimes different things show up. The important part though is that I've gotten really good at listening to the nudges. And when I say nudge, like you can almost think of this as like the same thing as your gut instinct or your intuition. I find nudge is a really good word because it's not big. It's not loud. It's not grandiose. Nothing about what I did was ever huge or impactful. It was all just slowly learning what it felt like to listen to what I actually wanted and then follow that desire and learn that I was okay. And in that process of doing it, what actually happens, and I've seen this for all of my clients as well too. So my story is the one I'm telling, but just know that this is the same story for a lot of my clients. And what I've seen happen is that It starts at kind of the base, right? Like I'm here and all I'm going to do is like listen to the Enneagram now. I'm going to read the Enneagram stuff. And when I take that step and I honor my desire and I follow it, you almost start to build some self-trust in the process because you followed through and you're still living and breathing. Your life is okay, right? Then in addition to that, you're also starting to commit time to yourself. Like you're starting to like basically focus on you. And what that does is when you focus on things that you just genuinely want and you put the time into doing it, you start to actually develop your relationship with yourself because you're telling yourself, I am worth the things that I just want for no reason. I don't have to have a reason to want this. I just do. And I'm going to follow it. And that is allowed. That is okay. And as you do that and you take that baby step, your trust builds, your confidence builds, your relationship with yourself builds, and then all of a sudden there's a bigger nudge, there's a bigger step, and your trust builds and your confidence builds and your relationship with yourself builds, and then you're going to take a bigger step and another step, and it's going to keep happening. And so the bar to raising your trust, to raising your confidence, to raising your relationship with yourself and really starting to love yourself is the one that comes along with following the things that feel purposeful and fulfilled to you. But at the end of the day, that's where a lot of us get lost is we really, really want it to be this one thing. No one ever wants to hear that it's going to be a journey. Like, We all really want to know that if we just get this one thing, everything will be better. It's that kind of um, like quick mentality or quick win mentality that we just have. Like, thank you, consumerism. Thank you, quick gratification. All of that kind of stuff that's going on in society right now, social media, all of it. We want a quick win. And in the end of the day, it's usually not going to be a quick win purpose situation. There's not one thing you're going to need to find. Following the nudges is actually going to be the process that can help you get to a place of feeling really fulfilled and happy and just in love with yourself in your life. And that is kind of one of those interesting things where it's like you really have to trust that there's not one thing. Like in order to follow the little things and kind of take your eyes off this like grandiose purpose, there is a level of trust there 
that you need to kind of start to just decide you're going to have. You're going to decide that you're going to stop looking and stop trying to change your whole life right now and just ask yourself, what can I do right now that I feel called to that would be more fun in my life that would bring me more joy and energy and excitement? What can I do right now? So for example, one of my clients right now, hers is going to a dance class. So she's an adult and she didn't really dance when she was a kid. It was something that she wasn't um, told she can do. And so hers is to go and just go to an adult dance class, like show up. You don't have to have a reason. You don't have to tell anyone. You just have to do it for yourself and use it as an experiment. See how you feel while you're there. See what comes up for you and just let yourself vibe in that dance class. It doesn't have to be anything wild, but let yourself be there and just keep showing up for yourself. And then when the next thing comes up, it'll come up, but we don't need to only find purpose in our career. We don't need to only follow the nudge in, you know, our health or our relationship We need to just let ourselves say, what's a little way that we can kind of follow something we just genuinely desire right now and follow through? Is it dance classes? Is it just letting yourself write for 10 minutes a day, three times a week? Have you been really called for more adventure lately and you don't want to go on a big trip? So maybe you just drive to a neighboring town and grab a bike and go on a little adventure by yourself and like stop by a coffee shop. It's not a big thing. What little thing do you feel called to do right now that you can you say, I'm just going to do it, not because there's any logic behind it or there's a reason behind it. I'm just going to do this because I want to do this and I'm going to enjoy doing it. I'm not going to have to justify it and I'm not going to have to give myself permission and then go do it Then follow through and teach yourself that it is okay. You're still living, you're still breathing, you're still loving life and odds are you probably feel a little bit better after you do that a couple times. So that's kind of the secret. I don't know if it's really a secret to finding purpose in your life, or at least as I found it and as a lot of my clients have found it that I've worked with. And the thing that I wanted to also mention with this is that even though it's not this like quick win that you're going to get by finding your purpose, when you do this, what you do get is you start to learn to enjoy the process as cheesy and as cliche as this sounds. And we've all heard it everywhere by learning to just follow the things you desire in the moment. It starts to even out kind of all the other areas of your life. You start to be able to give yourself the things you actually need just by listening to your body and listening what or listening to what you're being called for called to. And you start to actually learn to enjoy the things in life. And by tuning in to just that pure aspect of desire, I've found that, yes, you might not find a career that's purposeful this year. It might take a couple years, but you will enjoy the process of getting there. You're not going to jump from job to job hoping for that quick win and then feeling let down when it doesn't meet your expectations or your standards when kind of that newness wears off. And the reason why a lot of people will not do this is because it is scary in that sense. It is scary to trust that just by listening to yourself and the things you enjoy and taking baby steps first over and over again and letting those baby steps grow and snowball into bigger steps and adult steps and all of that, 
that this will work, that you will find yourself in a place a couple years later where you are so incredibly happy and you are so incredibly fulfilled and you feel so good at where you're at in your career, your relationship, your life. But if you keep searching for those quick wins, those quick things, you're going to keep going on the roller coaster. The one thing that I always like to bring up is like if we keep doing the same things, we keep kind of going on the same patterns we've been going on, we're guaranteed to get the same results. But we're still going to keep doing those patterns because our body craves certainty and consistency more than anything else, basically. It would rather have a higher level of pain and certainty than it would uncertainty and risk, which is really interesting and is usually what ends up holding us back from following the baby steps because uncertainty in the long haul is a huge reason why we would not do that. Like, why would you ever pursue an unknown path for like the long haul, an unknown path that doesn't guarantee you the thing that you want right now for the next year or two, you know? And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, okay, but what about what I'm doing now? Is it working? How long have I done it for? Has it worked? And has it worked for anyone else in my life? And then ask yourself, do I want to keep taking these actions knowing the results that I've been getting by doing them? Do I want to keep forcing things, keep trying to push puzzle pieces in and shove them and make them work and make them fit? Or do I want to just learn over the long haul and commit to trusting myself slowly, to listening to myself slowly, and to building that relationship with myself and purpose and fulfillment slowly, knowing that the process of getting where I want to be now is actually going to be a lot more enjoyable and fulfilling than a lot of the processes that I've been living in in these last few years. So that is what I have for you for this episode on purpose and fulfillment and finding your purpose. I hope that it was helpful. I hope that you enjoyed it. You learned something from it. If you enjoyed it, if you enjoy the podcast overall, please go rate, review, and subscribe on either Apple or Spotify. And please share this episode with someone else in your life that you know could use it, you know would enjoy it and benefit from it. I really appreciate you being here. I really appreciate you being along for the ride. And I will talk to you again next week. 